Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Good Monday morning. We are following a holiday weekend disaster in Iowa. An apartment building partially collapsing with residents trapped inside. It is May 29th, 2023, and this is today. Breaking news, emergency teams working through the night searching for survivors in Davenport, Iowa. We're not actually sure how stable the building is. Nearly two dozen people rescued so far, but others still unaccounted for. The cause under investigation with some residents saying they voiced safety concerns for years. We are live on the scene with the very latest. Breakthrough with an agreement finally in place to avoid a debt ceiling disaster. President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy turned to the tough task of selling it to their parties. No one got everything they want. But that's the responsibility of governing. Over 95% were overwhelmingly excited about what they see. This morning, what it will take to pass Congress, the impact on your bottom line, and our exclusive live interview with one of the top White House negotiators behind the deal. Historic impeachment. They've been 121 hours and 23 days. The GOP-led Texas House turning against the state's Republican Attorney General, now suspended from his duties what he's accused of doing, and why that vote is now front and center in the race for president. Royal reveal inside the newly released FBI files detailing a plot to assassinate the queen on U.S. soil. Why it's only now coming to light 40 years later. Those stories plus wheels up. A frightening crash in the Indy 500, a tire flying over the fence and hitting a car in the parking lot before one of the wildest final laps ever. Just ahead, the highlights adding to the legacy of the greatest spectacle in racing and Holiday Road. Tens of millions traveling over the long weekend to celebrate the unofficial start of summer. What you'll face as you head out today and during your trip home and your all-important forecast today, Monday, May 29th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning. Welcome to Today on a Monday morning, Memorial Day. We appreciate you spending part of the holiday with us. I'm Peter Alexander, alongside my friend Kristen Welker. We're in for Savannah and Hoda today. Yes, and we have got an incredible crowd out on the plaza, ready to mark this Memorial Day. There you have members of the U.S. Navy Band Northeast. We're going to talk to them about what this holiday means to them. Right in the heart of Fleet Wheat. We'll get to them in a little bit. We have a lot to get to, though, including what most people are talking about today. How is the forecast? How bad is the traffic going to be? Well, the good news for much of the country, we're looking at warm temps and sunny skies. This is a live look at the beach in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. The bad, as we check out I-4 in Orlando, traffic will be heavy with nearly 40 million Americans. Americans hitting the roads throughout the weekend. Experts say the key is to 
head out early before 10 a.m. We've got it all covered for you in just a bit. But first, we do want to begin with that breaking news again out of Davenport, Iowa, where the search is still on for possible missing residents after that apartment building collapsed yesterday. NBC's Shaq Brewster has made his way to the scene there. He got there overnight and he joins us now with the very latest. Shaq, what's the situation on the ground? Good morning. Well, rescue crews are still quickly doing their best to sift through that building behind me, but they're looking for an unknown number of people who are unaccounted for at this point. Officials have not confirmed any casualties, but when you look at the devastation of that building behind me, the fears this morning are only growing. The frickin' building just collapsed. This morning, a desperate search for survivors in Davenport, Iowa, after a devastating partial collapse of an apartment building Sunday. Seven. Unknown how many are injured or any entrapments. Officials say crews were dispatched to the scene of a six-story apartment complex on Sunday evening. The portion of the rear building had actually collapsed, uh, separated from the building. Fire crews initially rescuing seven people, later escorting a dozen more residents out of the rubble who were able to walk on their own away from the building. The cause of the collapse is under investigation. Crews also found a large natural gas leak and water leaking from all floors of the structure. Some residents saying they smelled a strong gas smell in the building. So the tenants of this building are pretty active. They've called the city numerous times with complaints. Local officials acknowledging residents have been filing complaints about the building for years. City officials say the owner of the building did have permits in place for repairs. This incident comes nearly two years after the tragic partial collapse of the Champlain Towers South Condo building that claimed the lives of 98 residents in Surfside, Florida, and just over a month after another shocking collapse of a parking garage in New York City. This morning, as rescue teams continue to comb through the rubble for survival, Officials say one of the biggest obstacles is the stability of the structure. We're not actually sure how stable the building is. We want to make sure that all of our responders are able to process through in a safe manner, but we still want to get through there as quickly as possible. And as recent as this week, there are reports of residents complaining about bricks falling from the structure. One of the many complaints connected to this historic building here in Davenport. That, of course, will be the focus of any investigation. But the priority now, according to officials, is that search and rescue. Peter. Yeah, anxious hours ahead as they continue that rescue effort. Jack, thank you very much. And another major story this morning, that breakthrough in the showdown over the debt ceiling. After weeks of meetings, President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy striking a deal to avert a potentially catastrophic default. The question now, can they pass it? We're going to talk to one of the president's top negotiators in just a moment. But first, NBC's senior White House correspondent Kelly O'Donnell has the very latest. Kelly, good morning to you. Good morning, Kristen. This is a major update and a big bipartisan step forward to stop the damaging consequences of defaulting on the nation's good credit. That would trigger job losses, recession, market plunges, and the risk that payments for veterans and Social Security could be delayed. But now there is still more work to do. We've got good news. This morning, a critical breakthrough, a plan that would avert a catastrophic first-in-history default by suspending the nation's borrowing limit until early 2025 and tightening federal spending. We've reached a bipartisan budget agreement. Now we're ready to move to the full Congress. The tentative deal follows days of intense back-and-forth negotiations between President Biden, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, and their teams. The result is a compromise that Congress must still vote to approve, so the drama is not yet over. 
So it's not 100% what everybody wants, but when you look, the country is going to be stronger. The agreement would hold non-defense federal spending roughly flat for 2024, with a 1% increase for 2025. Expand some work requirements for recipients of federal food assistance, SNAP benefits, until 2030, but exempts veterans and the homeless. Unspent COVID funding, about $30 billion would be clawed back. $20 billion from the IRS would be shifted to meet other government needs. The plan also funds veterans' medical care and keeps student debt relief. Lawmakers will now be able to read the 99-page bill with a House vote expected Wednesday. Democrats' progressive caucus with a mixed reaction. I'm not happy with some of the things I'm hearing about, but they are not cutting the deficit uh, and they are not cutting spending. While both the White House and Speaker looking to claim pieces of victory. We did a conference call with our conference and over 95% were overwhelmingly excited about what they see. I have no idea whether that votes. I expect he does. But <laughs> I don't think he would have made the agreement. So now the push is to sell this agreement to lawmakers in both parties to keep this deal from going off the rails before the June 5th deadline in one week. The House will vote Wednesday, followed by the Senate, and then on to the president's desk. And that is a tight time frame. Kristen? Yeah. Now the hard work begins. All right, Kelly O'Donnell at the White House for us. Kelly, thank you. Joining us now exclusively, Shalonda Young, Director of the Office of Management and Budget and one of the president's top negotiators on this deal. Ms. Young, Director Young, we appreciate your being with us right now. So the good news is a deal's been reached, but now the tough part begins. That's trying to get everybody on board with this. We've already heard criticisms from both sides in the House saying they're not sure whether they will vote for this deal. So, Director Young, how confident are you right now that you have the votes to get this passed and to avoid a catastrophic default? Well, good morning. First and foremost, let's remember uh, what the ultimate goal was, avoid default. It would have been the first time in this country's history uh, where we didn't pay our bills. That would have meant millions of jobs lost, retirement accounts devastated. The president was not going to stand by and let that happen. So we negotiated in good faith. Uh, in order to avoid bringing devastation to millions of Americans. That was goal one. We're accomplishing that. The debt ceiling uh, will be de dealt with until 2025. That's a big deal that I hope brings some comfort to Americans as they enjoy this Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to certainly call my parents and tell them to breathe a sigh of relief. Uh, but this deal was compromised. Uh, but this compromise protects the key investments made over the last two years in our infrastructure space, our historic climate investments, um, but neither side gets everything that they want. And Director Young, to be clear though, do you have the votes? Are you confident you have the votes? Uh, remember, I'm, we negotiated with the speaker. Uh, the speaker, I'm sure, is talking to his conference and ensuring uh, that his members can support this package. But what I'll say is, and I've said this publicly many times, I worked in Congress a long time. Members know that default would have been devastating to this mm -hmm. country. And on balance, this deal strikes uh, a responsible tone. Director Young, deal you with the, the debt ceiling. Yep, deal with the debt ceiling and avoid devastating cuts to programs working families depend on. Director Young, you bring up the speaker. Let me ask you about what he's saying. He told members of his conference that he made zero concessions to Democrats and that some Democrats told him, quote, there's not one thing in the bill for them. What would you say is the biggest concession 
you got from Republicans? Look, I'll say this. Again, the goal was avoid default. Uh, we reached a budget deal we think was fair. It staved off where uh, Republicans started. Remember, they wanted to cut $130 billion from the budget uh, for non-defense discretionary. We ended up with something that is closer to a budget freeze. Uh, in divided government, I've done a little of these, uh, that's about on par with previous budget agreements. So we left with something that is in line with a compromise in divided government, it has to be bipartisan, uh, and that's where we landed. So some of the criticism, as you know, Director Young, coming from within your own party, the top progressive, Representative Pramila Jayapal, saying, among other things, that she has real concerns about the Democratic concession as it relates to work, work requirements for food stamp recipients. Here's what she said. It is bad policy. I told the president that directly when he called me last week on Wednesday, um, that this is saying to poor people and people who are in need that we don't trust them. That we don't trust them. How do you respond to that criticism? Well, one, this president has a record that shows he fights for working class families uh, and those who need a little leg up. So that is without doubt, that has been this president's uh, ultimate goal since he ran for this office. And we take a backseat to no one in, in showing that uh, we're not going to compromise our values for, for people. Direct On work reforms, they are in this bill. Um, but mind you, we got new exemptions for the homeless in this country and, and for veterans. Director Young, can I just get you quickly to respond to one of the nation's top credit rating agencies threatening to potentially downgrade the nation's credit rating, citing the, quote, increased political partisanship. What do you say to those who argue that negotiations should have started sooner, should have been less partisan? Partisan, and frankly, there's blame to go around on all sides. Look, I think we probably would have ended up in the same place we are now, regardless of when uh, talks started. And I think we ended in a place of compromise that's in line with previous budget agreements uh, that I've been involved in. So we ended in a place that we should have always been. We're avoiding default. We're getting to 2025 with the debt ceiling, and I really hope that Americans could breathe a sigh of relief. Uh, it would have hurt millions of Americans had we defaulted for the first time in history, yeah. uh, and Washington came together and avoided that. Director Shalanda Young, after weeks of working around the clock, we asked you to wake up at 6 a.m. on a holiday. We appreciate your time and your perspective. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you. Well, there is new fallout this morning in the wake of an historic weekend vote in Texas. The state's attorney general suspended of his duties after being impeached by House lawmakers over allegations of a years-long pattern of misconduct. NBC's senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson joins us with the very latest. Hallie, good morning to you. What are you watching with that? Hey, Kristen, good morning to you. We're watching Ken Paxton right now pushing back on the accusations against him and thanking people for what he describes as an outpouring of support after that extraordinary rebuke of Paxton, of course, a top Republican official in Deep Red, Texas. Now, a political fight on his hands that's far from over. 
A significant showdown this morning in Deep Red, Texas, a Republican-led effort against a prominent conservative and key ally of Donald Trump. There have been 121 hours and 23 days. The state attorney general, Ken Paxton, impeached and now suspended by the Texas State House over allegations of bribery, unfitness for office, and abuse of public trust. He's being attacked by his own employees. Some conservative supporters defending Paxton, including former President Donald Trump, a key ally in Texas. He's done more for the American people than any president in our lifetime. Mr. Trump also calling out Texas's Republican Governor Greg Abbott, who so far has been silent on the decision. Paxton tweeting Sunday night he's been overwhelmed by the outpouring of support after calling the historic vote a politically motivated sham. The fact that I was prohibited from presenting evidence to defend myself reveals that this shameful process was curated from the start. The three-term attorney general, no stranger to controversy, separately indicted eight years ago on securities fraud charges, pleading not guilty in a case that has yet to go to trial. But a Texas House committee led by fellow Republicans in March began investigating years-long accusations Paxton misused his office, which he denies. And this week, lawmakers filed 20 articles of impeachment against him. The evidence is substantial. Among the allegations, that he took bribes from a real estate investor and political donor who helped remodel his house, that he used his influence to help look into a federal investigation of that donor, and that he fired staff members who reported his misconduct. Paxton, later settling for more than $3 million with four of those former aides, then asking for state money to pay that settlement. Despite the public scandals, Paxton stayed popular enough to win re-election for a third term in November. He was endorsed by Mr. Trump, but it's the state Senate that could determine his future as attorney general. With a trial in the days to come and a new political fight now just beginning. So for Paxton to end up removed from office, a two-thirds majority of the Texas State Senate would have to vote for that. But any timing on a trial is still TBD this morning. And the spotlight is on one senator and future juror in particular, Paxton's wife, State Senator Angela Paxton. There are questions now about whether she'll recuse herself or be involved in a vote. Kristen? Political world is watching closely. All right, Hallie Jackson in Washington, thank you so much. Now to the holiday celebrations happening today from coast to coast. Tens of millions of Americans heading to beaches and backyard barbecues all to get a head start on summer. Dylan is standing by with your Memorial Day forecast. But first, NBC's Emily Aketa is checking out the travel rush and what you're going to face on the roads and at the airports. Emily, good morning. What's it looking like as folks start the process of getting home? Oh, good morning to you. Well, at the moment, you can see behind me, traffic is moving along quite smoothly, but don't expect that to linger throughout the day as millions are set to return home from their Memorial Day weekend celebrations. The key here is to leave before 10 a.m. this morning because some of the worst bottlenecks will build up, according to AAA, later this afternoon between 12 and 3. That's the hot spot. Some travelers returning to major metro areas, including New York, Boston, Tampa, and Seattle, could see their travel times double and traffic will linger into tomorrow. So try to avoid the roads between 4 and 6 p.m. Then AAA called this the third busiest Memorial Day weekend on record, in part fueled by savings at the gas pump. The national average for a gallon of gas is actually down by more than a dollar compared to this time uh, last year. So perhaps some welcomed relief uh, and calming relief for drivers when they're stuck behind the wheel later this afternoon, guys. And Emily, not just busy roads, but 
busy tarmacs too, right? All the flying. How's the travel rush compared to last year's chaos in the skies? Well, I'll say this, so far, so good. The Transportation Secretary reporting that in the first couple days of the Memorial Day weekend, there were less than 1% of flights canceled. Uh, but the airlines, they will have to face another stress test today with another 42,000 flights scheduled to depart. All of it as TSA screened more than 7.6 million passengers between Thursday and Saturday. So on some days, record turnout since 2019. So if you're taking a flight, if you're among the masses, taking to the skies today. A couple of things you want to keep in mind. First and foremost, arrive to the airport early to give yourself enough time to get through security. Avoid checking a bag if you can, again, to save time. Download your airline's app to get alerts and notifications sent directly to your phone. And go to transportation.gov if you do experience a delay or a cancellation so you know what you are entitled to when it comes to refunds or compensation. But fingers crossed, hopefully people don't have to do much of that today. At least a beautiful day outside for anybody guess enjoyed a little bit longer. Emily Aketa, thank you very much. That is for sure. We always say bring your patience as well. <laughs> the biggest tip on Memorial Day, right? Well, Dylan's in for Al with the check of our holiday forecast. The information everyone is waiting for, Dylan, it's not looking bad out there. It's right? not really for most of the country. We've been enjoying, enjoying almost a nearly perfect weekend in the Northeast, the Great Lakes. It's cool in the shade, but it's warm in the sun, and we've had a lot of sunshine back through Minneapolis, 86 today, same in Detroit. It remains picture perfect across New England. Still pretty damp and unsettled down through Virginia into North Carolina, but you go farther south into Georgia and Florida, back through the Gulf Coast. We're seeing some really nice weather, too. Some heavier rain still possible down through Texas. The West Coast looking quiet. If you are flying today, mostly we will see no delays at the major airports. Again, it's just in that Philadelphia, D.C., down into Charlotte area where we could have some delays just because that's where the rain is falling. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thanks so much. Coming up, the holiday weekend is a big one for Hollywood, but with the writer strike still unfolding, what does it mean for your favorite shows and movies? Kaylee Hartung is looking into that. Hi, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, guys. I come with a warning. Binge watch at your own risk. There are some big premieres this weekend, but as the writer strike heads into its fourth week with negotiations stalled, we will dive into what this could mean for all of us in need of some entertainment. Plus, on this big day for grilling and swimming and all those good things, we have tips to make your Memorial Day celebrations as safe as possible. But first, this is Today on NBC. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now.
right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Coming up right here, a college athlete told he would not survive without a new heart. Well, he got that transplant and just helped his team reach the national championship game. Harry Smith has that story. We are back at 7.30 with that scary crash at the Indianapolis 500 yesterday. One of Kyle Kirkwood's tires came off and flew all the way over the fence. Now, thankfully, it didn't hit anybody in the crowd, and incredibly, but it did land on a car in the parking lot, leaving some serious damage. Yes, yeah, somebody gets back to the parking lot after and goes, uh, Mom, about the car. <laughs> As for the race itself, yeah. it was Tennessee's Joseph Newgarden taking the checkered flag, his first ever Indy 500 win after 12 tries at the Brickyard. He is, by the way, the first American to win the race since 2016. Little milk shower to get things going for him. Meantime, yeah. with Craig off, Jacob Soberoff is joining I us took a here. milk shower this morning also, actually. It was great. It's Feel refreshed. It it's was good lovely. Good to see you guys. That crash could have been so much worse. I know, no, we're lucky that it wasn't. car did not go into the crowd. Yeah, so. good morning, guys. Good we're going to have a lot there. coming up yeah. this half an hour. Memorial Day weekend, obviously an important one, a crucial one for Hollywood. The summer blockbuster season getting underway while some beloved shows end their seasons. No succession spoilers here. Not yet, though. Uh, but as audiences watch and stream, the ongoing writer's strike is threatening to delay future productions. NBC's Kaylee Hartung joins us with more on that. What's up, Kaylee? Hey, good morning, guys. We all know Memorial Day weekend is a major money-making holiday for Hollywood. But yeah, with the writers still on strike, audiences may want to savor the content that's available before the well of new movies and shows runs dry. Go a little bit From the home box office, to the big screen, some of the most anticipated premieres are making a splash. Just as Ted Lasso may end its unbelievable run, Barry and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel will take their final bow. And as audiences say goodbye, insiders warn there may not be many scripted shows in Hollywood's line of succession. As the writer's strike now approaches its fourth week, industry experts say negotiations between the studios and the Writers Guild are at a standstill and that they expect the strike to last through the summer, meaning a looming entertainment drought may be on the horizon. If there's no shows produced during the summer, then they won't have shows to air in the fall. For almost a month, not a single word has been written for new TV and movie scripts, forcing many studios to pause production, which will likely delay the return of hit shows, like your favorite family comedies, daring dramas, and police procedurals. Despite the work stoppage, the summer movie season will likely be able to stay on its feet, though Hollywood is weary of another speed bump ahead. Both the directors and screen actors unions will soon reach the end of their contracts with the studios at the end of June, meaning more creators may hit the picket line if new deals aren't reached. If that's the case, then this town really will shut down even more than it already has shut down. But there is still hope Hollywood will have enough time to sling back into action. Hope is good. Hope is good. Uh, but Kaylee, what is the plan for the fall if, if production on most of these shows is going to stay paused? So industry insiders say expect to see a lot more reruns and unscripted shows taking the place of those delayed series. So that means we'll likely see more competition shows and reality TV come the fall. On the film side, though, guys, that schedule's always in flux. So while there will be delays on some movies, we might not notice that until a bit later. Guys. All right, Kaylee Hartung, thanks so much. All right.
Fingers and toes crossed. Um, no kidding. That ends quickly. All right. Now to stunning revelations from the FBI releasing a trove of documents revealing a plot to assassinate the late queen during one of her trips here. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin has that story. Aaron, this is stunning, these revelations. Good morning. Good morning. During the Queen's visit here in California in the 1980s, a threat was made to kill the late monarch. Those FBI files have been kept a secret until now, some 40 years later. The details of the potential danger and a number of other security concerns finally coming to light. As Queen Elizabeth II arrived in California in 1983, smiling as she greeted then-President Ronald Reagan, local and federal authorities were on high alert and ready to thwart a possible assassination attempt. That's according to newly released documents from the Bureau of Investigations. The 102-page records report says a police officer received a phone call from a man who wanted to harm Queen Elizabeth. The unnamed man, believed to be an Irish Republican Army sympathizer, mentioned two opportunities for potential attacks, one of which was to kill the queen during her visit to Yosemite National Park, a trip she made with Prince Philip. The would-be assailant also had plans to drop some object off the Golden Gate Bridge onto the Royal Yacht Britannia. In response, the Secret Service closed the walkways to San Francisco's famed overpass when the queen's yacht neared. The threats came at a time of tension between the British monarchy and the IRA, which was dedicated to removing British rule in Northern Ireland. The Queen did not have personal enemies. What she had was symbolic enemies. If you do not like the British state, she would be the ultimate target. The internal FBI memos outline a number of potential risks for the Queen's safety during her visits to the U.S. From several anonymous threatening telephone calls received during one of her trips to Kentucky to potential concerns surrounding her appearance at an Orioles game alongside President Bush in 1991, where it was believed anti-British protesters reserved a large block of grandstand tickets. While there's no indication any of these threats materialized, experts say there are likely more we don't know about all throughout history. I'm absolutely convinced that Every time a British monarch has visited the United States or indeed other countries, there have been all sorts of potential threats. The documents do not indicate arrests were made for any of the threats against Queen Elizabeth. In a letter to NBC News, the FBI says there may be additional records related to this, though they did not say when or if those documents will be released. The British government declined to comment. Guys. All right, Aaron McLaughlin, wow. thank you so much. You think about all of the threats that we don't know about and we may never know about against yeah, That's them. a wild one. I mean, the fact that yeah. the Yosemite someone was going to try to get right. it, that's just bizarre. Aaron yeah. said there's still more records about all this. You know people are going to be waiting for those to come Absolutely. Out. Okay. Yeah. Still ahead right here, a powerful story for Memorial Day, a U.S. congressman's very special mission to retrace his father's steps in Vietnam and why actor Woody Harrelson joined for that emotional journey. But first, important reminders if you're swimming or firing up the grill for the first time today, what you need to know to maximize fun and safety that is coming up right after this. We are back with a look at Arlington National Cemetery on this 155th observance of Memorial Day, what this holiday is all about, honoring the men and women who died 
while serving in the U.S. military. Memorial Day, of course, also marks the unofficial start of summer, and there are some important safety warnings you need to know as you get ready to celebrate. A lot of families listening to this. NBC's Sam Brock has a valuable guide aimed at stopping those accidents before they happen. Sam, good morning. Guys, good morning. This is one of the best days of the year for enjoying the company of families and having some fun, much of which is no doubt going to be centered around one of these devices, a grill. Now, we want you to be safe. If you're grilling, just know that last year there were more than 5,000 ER-related injuries associated with grills. So from cooking out to watching your kids when they're swimming, here's what you need to know. For millions of people, Memorial Day kickstarts the summer season in the best possible way. From beach outings to cookouts and plenty of playing around the pool. But with all that fun and commotion, it's critical to always make safety a priority. Everybody's so busy looking to have fun and they're not thinking about something as simple as where is my child? When's the last time I saw them? Where's the body of water? What's happening around me? Tara Montanero and the YMCA of South Florida help kids of all ages stay safe around water. Okay, you ready? Teaching lessons like this flip and float technique to help younger kids stay buoyant and on their back if they wind up in trouble. But Montanero says that shouldn't happen if you follow a cardinal rule, designate a water watcher at all times. It signifies that I'm the person that's accountable to the space that we're watching. Um, so the whole time I have it on, I'm not on a cell phone, I'm not having an alcoholic beverage, I'm not communicating with friends. It's part of the group's three layers of drowning prevention that includes adult supervision, barriers and alarms like a gate around your backyard pool, and swimming lessons. All the more important when you consider around 400 children a year drown in pools and spas. And to make matters worse, the U.S. is currently grappling with a lifeguard shortage, something the American Lifeguard Association has called a crisis. If you're going to an area that you've already visited and you're used to um, having lifeguard protection there, get online and find out what the hours are, if there is one at all. And if not, you need to go to some location, You need maybe change your plans. New York City needs 1,400 lifeguards and currently has just 500. In Miami Beach, the city tells us all of their ocean lifeguards are permanent positions, not seasonal, so no shortages here, though visitors know they still need to exercise caution. Because even if you think you are a good swimmer, you just like never know how strong like the current is. And then, of course, there's the allure of the grill, which comes with its own hazards. It's easy for that grill to build up grease, so uh, keep it nice and clean. We may have issued recalls in the winter that involves summer products. So go on our website, cpsc.gov, see if your grill has been recalled. The steps, though simple, could be the foundation for a safe and stress-free holiday. When you're at the grill, a few tips that are essential to keep in mind. Always have it outside in a well-ventilated area. Never put the grill indoors. Keep a fire extinguisher nearby. Do not pour lighter fluid directly on the flames because the fire can then kick back up. And do eat a Brock burger Two patties, extra cheese, extra cheesy, just like me. <laughs> the Brock Burger. Sounds good. I love a Brock Burger. <laughs> Sam, thanks so much for that. I love the water watcher, but I, I prefer my burger medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late to put an order I'm in. a medium girl. All right.
really critical information. <laughs> Very the other much so. critical information we need is the holiday forecast. And for that, we go to Dylan. I don't know. Brock Burger sounds real good right yeah, now. It does I think sound we're all good. kind of starving. Sure it's does. what, 7 30 in the morning? <laughs> uh, we do have really nice weather continuing across the Northeast at the beaches in the Mid Atlantic, back through uh, your Great Lakes beaches to the Midwest has been seeing sunshine for quite some time. There's a big old area of high pressure in the Northeast that's keeping things bright and sunny. Heavy rain gets pushed down into Texas, where we've seen it recently, and also through the Eastern Plains. We'll see some pop up showers and thunderstorms. Pretty damp and unsettled through Virginia and uh, North Carolina, also through parts of uh, Delaware and Maryland, too, West Virginia and on the West Coast. A little, uh, little unsettled with some spotty showers in the interior west, but right along the coast, it looks beautiful. Temperatures in the 60s. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Brock Burgers mm -hmm. for everyone after the show. <laughs> Dylan, thank you. Still ahead, a really touching reunion that led to an even sweeter surprise. We'll show it to you on the boost, but first, these messages. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. You guys, coming up, a holiday weekend of songs and surprises from Taylor Swift during the Star's back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back shows here right in our area. We're going to have all the highlights for you coming up on Popstar. Plus, the morning boost and much more. But first, this is Today on NBC. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com.